your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship. Welcome to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I am so excited you're tuning in to March Madness, the podcast edition. If you're like, what the hell is Chelsea talking about? It is where I'm dropping two episodes a week for the month of March. I just had so many incredible guests that I interviewed, and I have so many topics that I want to talk about that I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We are going to go ahead and do two episodes a week. So for the month of March, expect episodes to come out Tuesdays and Fridays with a mix of guests and myself. So today is a solo episode where I'm going to do a quick Austin recap as well as give you some travel tips. I know things are opening up. I know we're seeing the world start to open up. I know you guys have the travel bug and are itching to get back out on a flight, on a train, on a plane, whatever it is. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a pretty expert traveler. I know this podcast is called In My Non-Expert Opinion. Um, It's always been a cheeky name of just giving a lot of opinions and not being an expert on them. But I will say traveling is something I definitely feel well versed in. I've been traveling for over a decade pretty heavily. It's where I invest a lot of my money in. It's what I value the most. I actually have an airplane tattoo on my inner right uh, forearm. So yeah, I figured, you know what? I think it's time to share some of these travel tips so that when spring and summer roll around, you guys are ready to go with deals. You know how to get around. You know how to get the best Um, you know, service from different airlines. So I'm going to share that today. I also didn't even mean to do this, but I, I went to Austin a few weeks ago and I've been meaning to do a recap. So I'm finally doing it. And I realized this is going to drop right when it's South by Southwest in Austin. So if you're traveling there, or if you're going to travel there after, this is definitely the podcast for you, because I'm going to walk you through some places that I recommend things that I really, really enjoyed and food Wow, I have so many food recommendations that you'll probably want to get a notebook and pen to write these down. Of course, I'll link a lot of this in the show notes, but I was obsessed with the food in Austin and I will get to that. So don't worry. Before we jump in today, I just wanted to remind you that my one-on-one podcast coaching is live and open. I am so excited to help you either launch or refine your podcast. So if you've been sitting on the idea and you're like, okay, I have a vision. I know I want to turn it into a reality, but I just don't know how. I don't know the strategy. I don't know the tech. I don't understand if I have the capacity to do a weekly podcast. Am I allowed to do a season? Am I supposed to do this? How much should I record ahead of time? Those are all the questions I hear on top of the mindset stuff. What do you do if you've never recorded audio before? What do you do if you don't like the sound of your voice? What do you do if you feel like you're not creative enough to keep a podcast going? This is the type of stuff that I work on with my clients. And I truly think that's what makes my podcast coaching unique. You're not getting a podcast manager. So I'm not going to just help you with a launch and then send you on your merry way. You're getting a mindset coach and a content strategist with you. So we're going to talk about how to make your show notes and titles SEO optimized. We're going to make sure that when you record, you feel comfortable and ready and confident. We're going to make sure that you have the best equipment that's in your budget. I am going to help you along the whole entire way. So not only do we do monthly calls, you also get access to mic drop. You also get a monthly mastermind with other podcasters 
and you have voice note and text support between calls. So truly, it is one of my favorite things to do, not just because I'm biased and I have my own podcast, but because I see the transformation that happens when my clients launch a podcast, you can just see their confidence skyrocket through the roof. The fact that they're finally making that vision a reality, finally reaching the people they want to reach without character count, without censorship, without video limits, without anybody telling them what they can and can't do, it is a whole different ballgame. So if you're ready to start a podcast and you're ready for a cheerleader, a mindset coach, a content strategist, and a creative consultant, basically all in one, that's me and I'm here to help you. So just DM me at Chelsea Rife or head to the link in my show notes. You can fill out an application and I'm currently enrolling for six spots. I will close the enrollment at the end of March and you can sign up for a three-month package or a six-month package. Just some quick context. I feel like the three-month one is best if you're going to start a podcast and you just want to learn the basics and sustain it. Or if you have a podcast and you're like, I actually know all that stuff, I just can't grow it or I can't seem to get the people I want to interview on. I have a hard time becoming guests on other people's podcasts. I just feel like, you know, I'm stuck. Then that would be a great package for you. And I think six months is excellent if you really, really, really want to not only launch a podcast, but then grow it and then maybe even monetize. I don't want to guarantee monetization, but it is something I feel like I've cracked the code on. I am more than happy to recommend that package to you. So again, three or six months, you can head to the application, which is linked in my show notes, and let's launch your podcast. Okay, so before I get into the Austin recap, I'm going to share some travel tips with you. The first one that I have is that you want to check out Airbnb experiences to wherever you're going. Airbnb experiences is different from Airbnb hosting, where the hosting is to actually book the housing and accommodation. Experiences are exactly what it sounds like. You're doing experiential activities in the city. So think of cooking classes, painting, dancing, playing with animals, kayaking, hiking, street tours, walking, cycling. So many different things exist on Airbnb experiences. What's also interesting is during the pandemic, they put a lot of stuff online. So you could even do an Airbnb experience without traveling. But because we're talking about travel, there are really, really cool ones that you can find on the experiences page. So for example, I have done one in Barcelona and it was a cooking class and we cooked paella. I also did one in Austin with the baby goats. If you're like, what is she talking about? Go to my Instagram, scroll down a little bit. I spent an hour with baby goats and it was the highlight of my weekend. That was on Airbnb experiences. They have so many different things. I was deciding actually between a food tour Um, a cooking class and this baby goats one. And I went with the baby goats, but yes, Airbnb experiences is incredible and hot tip, get your friends Airbnb gift cards for their birthdays, for weddings, anything that's a special occasion, because then they can use it either for an Airbnb when they travel or for an experience. And again, you can find experiences locally. So even if you're not a traveler, but you live close to a city or a town, or even in your own town, I'm sure there's small town experiences you want to check this out. It is incredible and it honestly enhances all my trips. The second tip I have is around getting yourself a flight credit card. Now, I want to add some context here. 
I am not a financial advisor. I do not work for credit card companies. I am not sponsored by these credit cards or these brands. I just know that flight credit cards have been incredible in helping me book flights. So basically, there's different ones, but it's a travel credit card actually is what it is, not a flight one. A lot of them are based on flights. That's why people get them. But it's travel rewards. So for example, maybe every dollar you spend, you get a mile on your credit card. Or maybe every $100 you spend, you get 100 points and 100 points covers a travel purchase. There's a bunch of different ways that these travel rewards work. So you obviously want to look into the different cards and see what works for you. I will tell you two of my favorite ones are Capital One's Venture Card for international travel because you can book flights with your points. You can cover travel purchases. You can get uh, reimbursements. You can get gift cards. There's a bunch of different rewards with the Capital One uh, Venture Card. And when you go abroad, it won't charge you a foreign transaction fee. So this is massive. Okay. This is where a lot of people mess up when they go abroad and they don't bring cash and they start using their American credit card. You will start getting fees every single time you swipe and you don't think about it because it's a small transaction fee, but all of a sudden it's the end of the trip and everything you bought from coffee to lunch to wine to groceries to a bus ticket, all that adds up and you're like, oh my God, I could have just saved all of this if I had an international credit card. Also, I'm almost positive, do not quote me on this, but I'm almost positive that the Capital One Venture Card comes with TSA PreCheck, which is amazing because TSA PreCheck is basically where you skip the line. You don't have to take your laptop out. Don't have to take your shoes off. Don't have to take your jacket off. You just completely go to the front of the line, which is pretty much the worst part about being in the airport is security. So I know that one of the credit cards has TSA PreCheck included for a few years. Again, double check, but I do think it's Capital One. The reason I don't know is because I actually got TSA PreCheck separately before I got the card, but I'm pretty sure TSA PreCheck is in the Capital One Venture Card. Another one that I love is the Southwest Credit Card, and it's issued by Chase, I believe. This one is amazing for domestic travel inside the United States. They do have a few international flights. Like I know they fly to Mexico and Puerto Rico. There are definitely a few international flights that Southwest is now offering. But I love their point system because A, Southwest is cheap already. So when you're using that credit card and gathering points, it's so easy to cover several flights with your points. So recently I went to Austin, Texas, this, this trip I'm talking about, and that was from my Southwest credit card points. So I know you're probably wondering, well, why don't I just pay in cash? You could, but if you're a responsible credit card user and you can pay off your debt every time you use a credit card, you're getting rewarded for it. So again, if you're like bad with credit cards and you're like, girl, I rack up my credit cards. I don't even look at my bank account. I'm scared to look at my credit card statement every month. Then this is not for you. But if you use credit cards responsibly and you know, okay, I'm going to pay it off. Now I'm just going to get rewarded for using it and actually be able to book a flight. That's amazing, right? A lot of these credit cards also have sign-up bonuses. So for example, maybe you'll get like 50,000 points when you first register with them for the first year. That's a lot of points. That could get you at least two international flights, depending on where you're going and where you're flying from, obviously. But it's incredible the points you can get simply for signing up. So don't skip out on travel credit cards. They will change your life. And it's truly how I've been able to do a lot of my trips.
Now, Southwest, I know, is a cheaper airline. I think it's better quality than Spirit or Frontier because you get two free checked bags. To me, when I fly domestically, I don't even think about flying any other airline because I don't care where I sit because I'm a sleeper on airplanes. I'm one of those people that before they've even done the safety instructions, I am snoozing. Like I am lights out, mouth open, head rolling all around. That's me on an airplane. So I don't really care where I sit, which is why Southwest works for me. If you're wondering why I'm saying it doesn't matter to me, it's because Southwest does not have assigned seats. So you do not get a ticket and it says 42A or 32B. You get in a group, which is A, B, or C. Then you wait in that group and they board like B1 through 60, then C1 through 60. So if you're in the C group, you're getting last on the plane and you usually get stuck with a middle seat. However, there is a workaround. You can upgrade for $15 to get an A seat, which means you're in the first group, which means you definitely have more options to choose from. So for an extra $15, again, you can basically choose your own seat. Now, if you like assigned seats and you're like, no, I don't want to play this gamble game. I just want to have an assigned seat. Probably wouldn't recommend Southwest, um, probably Delta or United or American, but I will say that Southwest to me has the best deals. They're usually the cheapest flights. And then you get two free checked bags and a carry on. I'm like, I don't even take that much to international trips. So when you're actually traveling anywhere that you want two free checked bags, it's like, why not get a cheaper airline that is great quality? And again, you can bring a carry on as well. I kind of think it's mind blowing that they don't charge for that. So definitely Southwest is one of my favorite domestic airlines. and. As far as international airlines, honestly, it depends. Like, it just depends what part of the world you're going to. Like, I know um, I'm probably saying this wrong. Emirates or Emirates is like really good if you're flying from America to Australia. I'm pretty sure Delta has amazing deals from Orlando to Copenhagen. So honestly, I would say international travel, it definitely just depends where you're going. Now, I am traveling internationally this summer. I will tell you all at the end of the episode, I have a huge trip coming up that I booked. I wasn't even going to announce it on this episode, but I'll tell you at the end of the episode and I will let you know a little bit about international travel. So stay tuned if you want to hear about international travel tips. All right, so let's get into the quick, brief Austin recap. First and foremost, the COVID situation is very similar to Florida. I'm in Florida right now, meaning you don't really need masks anywhere. A lot of places have signs up and a lot of stores have signs up, but they don't really enforce it and it doesn't seem like they're taking it too seriously. So definitely bring a mask in your purse or your bag, but you definitely don't need one, at least from when I was there. I think you do need them in Ubers. I will say that you do need them in Ubers. So like I said, carry one in your purse, but in general, you don't really need one. So the way I categorize this recap is into wellness, food and entertainment. So let's start with wellness. Funny enough, this podcast has made me so many friends and so many connections that I actually met up with a few listeners in Austin. And this listener and I, Victoria, we've actually become pretty good friends in the DMs on Instagram. And I will say that's one reason I do like staying on Instagram is because you can connect with people like that. So Victoria lives in Austin. I knew she lived there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to meet up. So we met up. We had the best time. We got drinks. We ate dinner. We had like the coolest, coolest dinner spot. It was, you could get like a bottle of champagne for super cheap. It was on South Congress, which is one of the more popular streets there. 
But for the wellness portion that I'm getting to, she was like, we have to try this thing called Kuya Wellness. It's K-U-Y-A. I'm like, what is it? She's like, oh my God, there's a sauna, there's massages, there's a whole like tea and elixir bar, there's cold plunges. I really think we need to check it out. So I was like, I'm down for wellness. I love a wellness day. I was like quite the wellness bitch in Chicago. I would get colonics, facials, massages, infrared saunas, meditation. Like I was all about wellness when I lived in Chicago and I've, I haven't been that heavy duty on it recently, but Austin, I was like, okay, I feel the wellness vibe here. So we went to Kuya and I uploaded a picture of it on my Instagram. It is gorgeous, like huge. There's plants everywhere. You walk in and then to the right, there's this just crazy bar that has cacao and matcha and tea elixirs and all these just really, really nutrient rich drinks. Then there's this whole area on the left, which is couches and places to work and sit and chill. And it was interesting that there were actually people working there. So I was like, I didn't realize people came to wellness centers to work, but that's kind of the Austin vibe. I will say it's a little bit further out from the main city area. Like it is a bit of a drive, but it was really cool and worth it. Like I absolutely loved it. So we go in, we check in a day pass for the sauna and the cold plunge is $35. I was like, I actually think that's so cheap for what it is. I thought it was going to be like $75. Kuya Wellness, do not listen to this podcast because we don't want you to raise your prices. $35 is an amazing accessible entry point to be able to access this baller wellness space where you get a robe, you get to go into the sauna for as long as you want. I thought it was like $35 for the hour. You could stay there all day if you wanted to. And then there's cold plunge pools right across from the sauna. Let me pause right here and say if you do cold plunges, you are from another planet. I cannot believe, I actually am like speechless right now talking about this. I could not believe how fucking cold these cold plunge pools were. I wouldn't even call it a plunge pool. It was like a bath. And obviously it has cold water. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I've swam in cold oceans. I've swam in cold pools. I'm thinking the way it was looking in my head, I was thinking it was like a little pool that you could just dip in and out of. No, no, no. These were ice baths. They actually had workers coming in just dumping ice in the baths. And you're supposed to go right after the sauna because you're so freaking hot. So we burn up in the sauna and we're like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let's just do the cold plunge. And we run and there's actually people already in them. So you have to wait. And we're like, okay, well, let's go back and warm up. And then we went back again to the cold plunge. And finally they were free and we're like, okay, here we go. I dipped my feet in. And I got to about my knees and I thought my body was going into shock. I look, I'm dramatic. I love the story tell, but I'm not kidding. It felt like needles or pins or something. It's, it's a sensation I've never felt in my entire life. It probably is similar to literally going into glacial waters. And I'm not exaggerating. Like they make it seem like that. I was just in shock because our other friend Jasmine came with us and she went in the cold plunge and was fully submerged up to her neck for five minutes. And then there was another guy there that was doing it for like 10 minutes. So the way they were making it look was like, oh yeah, it's pretty cold, but it's not, you know, unbearable. And then me and Victoria dip our feet in and we're like, are you guys out of your fucking mind? This is freezing. Like it almost just didn't feel safe. My body was like, get out. This is nuts. 
Like it felt like I would just freeze and lose all bodily movement and consciousness if I went under. So I did not make it to the cold plunge fully. I did get all the way to my knees, but it is a really cool experience. So if you're someone that loves that wellness type of stuff, highly recommend this place. It was such a vibe. Again, the robes just added this whole new layer. Everything is clean and updated and new. And I got a cacao drink. It was delicious. It's really just an awesome place. So I highly recommend Kuya Wellness. I hope I'm saying that right, by the way. The second place, which I know a lot of you have heard of, is Sun Life Organics. If you don't know what Sun Life Organics is, it's owned by Khalil Rafiti, and he has been an amazing podcast guest on The Skinny Confidential. I think he's been on there three times. I was floored by his story. So if you don't know who Khalil is, pause, go read his book. It's called I Forgot to Die, and it's how he was a drug addict, homeless, like completely off the beaten path, and totally turned his life around and now owns Sun Life Organics. It almost blows my mind. Like Sun Life Organics is now one of the best well-known health and wellness nutrient-dense places in like America. When I say nutrient-dense, I mean they use literally like the highest quality ingredients you can find, like blue algae and organic bone broth and just crazy, crazy ingredients. And this guy that owns it used to be a homeless drug addict. Like that is insane. So I've heard his story before and I was like, okay, I need to just check out Sun Life. I've tried it in LA and I know he moved to Austin. So I was like, oh my gosh, I want to interview him. So we were DMing, we were trying to set it up, but he's just such a busy man. He was traveling half the time I was there, but I did want to go in and check out Sun Life and it was incredible. It's really, really cute. I know he has a few locations, actually. I went to the one on South Congress. There's everything. There's smoothies, there's acai bowls, there's bone broth. Funny enough, I got bone broth. I wasn't expecting that. I think after the sauna, my body was like, I don't know why it was craving bone broth. Like that just sounded so good. For some reason, getting a smoothie or acai bowl didn't. And the bone broth was absolutely amazing. There's also Khalil style bone broth. So that's a nice kick to your taste buds. I was trying to think of the word because it's, I'm pretty sure it was like cayenne pepper, black pepper, something else in the bone broth. My friend Victoria got that. So you'll have to ask her, but it wasn't, it just looked a little too spicy for me, even though I love spice, but yeah, Sun Life Organics, a vibe, delicious, healthy, and I'm just a big fan of the owner. My next one is Black Swan Yoga. I got this recommendation like 14 times when I was posting on Instagram asking about where to go. And I think multiple people told me about about Black Swan Yoga. They have locations all over Austin. I went to the Cesar Chavez one and parking is hard. I will say that. So if you're going around there, get there early so you can park somewhere because the parking was actually kind of ridiculous, but it's actually donation based, which is really cool. So if you're going to do a drop in, you can just donate what you see fit. Then you can get a membership too. So if you're obsessed with it, you just keep going, obviously. But I went on ClassPass. So by the way, ClassPass, I feel like is also a travel hack. If you don't know what it is, you get to try different studios all over the city. So instead of getting a membership to one specific place, you can try classes all over. This was my shit in Chicago. I would go to so many different places, yoga, spin, running, climbing, hit, like everything you can think of. It's actually how I got to see a lot of Chicago was through ClassPass. 
So I've kept it forever because I love using it when I travel. It's such an easy way to not only get to know the city, but if you want to work out or meet people or just like explore a different part of the neighborhood, get on ClassPass and find what you want to do. They also, I'm not sponsored by them, but I should be, but they also have a whole wellness and like beauty section now. So you can book blowouts and massages and nails. I will say the credits for that are much higher. I use it mostly for the the workouts. So I'm keeping ClassPass as long as they're in business because I honestly use it everywhere. And you don't have to live in a big city. I have ClassPass in my little tiny hometown. Like there's not a lot of places to go and ClassPass works here. So again, not sponsored. If ClassPass is listening, please sponsor me because I've been using you guys for literally six years and I think I deserve it. Okay, so those are my wellness recommendations. Didn't do too many wellness things. I will say I wasn't there for any particular reason. I went to Austin to visit my little sister who lives there and I needed to get the hell out of my hometown. I've been here now since I want to say October. Yeah, October, early October. And there's nothing to do here. This is not a town made for millennials. It's not fun. It's not conducive for entrepreneurs or freelancers. It's just a very not not inspirational place. I'll just tell you that. I know there's people that are going to be listening from Satellite Beach. Guys, you already know I love the beach. I love the simplicity, but not to live here as a millennial for months on end. So the reason I went to Austin was to get out, get inspired, be in cafes around people that were doing the same thing, go to yoga classes, go to the wellness studios, eat delicious food and really cool spaces. So that's why I went. And food was a big highlight of the trip. So I'm going to walk through about six or seven of my favorite places. The first was home slice pizza. I am actually not a big pizza eater. I definitely have a gluten intolerance. And despite knowing that I continue to eat gluten, which is literally the most unhealthy thing you could do. So I don't eat pizza a lot. I'm never like "Mm, craving pizza. But for some reason, one night, my sister and I were like, you know what? Pizza does sound good. So we Googled some pizza spots. Home Slice came up with thousands of reviews. Okay, thousands. I've seen places that are good and it's usually hundreds of reviews, maybe like one or two thousand. This place was I actually thought it was like a scam for a second. I've never seen that many reviews on a place. So I'm like, okay, this has to be good, but it's pizza. Like, did it blow up because of some influencer campaign? Did it blow up because it was featured on a travel show? Like having that many reviews is insane. So we went there, we get two slices each, super cheap, by the way, they're like four bucks a slice. And it's one of those places, it's just simple. You get a slice of, you know, pepperoni, cheese, margarita, you can build your own for sure, but you can just get those slices quicker. And then you just sit and wait there and they call out your name. So you take a bite. Oh my God. I instantly could see why the reviews were in place. It had like this perfectly thin, but crusty crust, like actually, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, it almost like cracks when you bite it, but it's not too hard. It's not too soft. Then the cheese was like just the right amount. Like it didn't make you sick, but it wasn't skimping on it. That it had like a little bit of a kick with salt or something. I don't even know what crack they sprinkled in this pizza. It was amazing. I actually went there twice. And when I travel, I really, really hate going to places twice because there's so many places to eat. But I went there twice because it was that good. 
and cheap. Again, I was just blown away by the prices and the quality. So highly recommend Home Slice Pizza. The second place that I almost went twice again to was ABBA Mediterranean. And this is on South Congress, which is uh, also shortened to SoCo. So if I say SoCo, I'm referring to South Congress, which is a really popular street there. And ABBA Mediterranean, I kept walking by it. Super cute, vibey, plants everywhere. Like exactly what you would picture, kind of like an upscale Mediterranean place to look like. And I kept walking by it. And then finally, after we did our whole sauna day at Kuya Wellness and we got some snacks at Sun Life Organics, we were like, well, we're still hungry. We just sweat out so much of our like calories and body weight. Basically, we need more food. So we went to Abba Mediterranean. I got the chicken skewers and hummus. Oh, I'm like thinking about it right now. It was incredible. The hummus was like perfectly, perfectly blended. The bread had like a little bit of salt on it and a little bit of like, I don't know, just perfectly baked. The chicken was amazing. The sauces were amazing. I remember thinking I'm going to come back here because I love Mediterranean food. And that was probably the best Mediterranean food I've had in like a year. Highly recommend ABBA Mediterranean. The next place I actually went to, I want to say three times, maybe it was twice. And maybe I was thinking about a third is Amy's ice cream. It's this like quirky, kitschy ice cream place that has these really fun combos, really interesting flavors. It's not like just chocolate and vanilla and pistachio and then sprinkles and, you know, whatever cookie toppings. It's like you can blend all these different unique flavors together. Like I'm pretty sure one was like Bailey's coffee and dark chocolate espresso or something. I'm like, okay, this is incredible. So I kept it simple and I got chocolate with cookie dough pieces And you know how sometimes cookie dough pieces, they're like those fake ass ones that they serve at the movies. No, I feel like they actually got Toll House cookies and like cut them up and cookie dough actually cut them up and like put them in the ice cream. I was literally salivating when I took my first bite and so much so that I went back a second time. And the third time, this is embarrassing, but I went to find my car and I couldn't find it. So I kept walking up and down the street trying to figure it out. And Amy's ice cream was on this corner that I kept having to walk up and down by. And I think people thought I was pacing, deciding if I wanted to go in or not. And to be honest, I kind of was. I was like partially trying to find my car and partially deciding, should I go here for a third freaking time? And I almost did because it was that good. Listen, guys, I'm an ice cream like aficionado. I used to work at Cold Stone in my teens. And then in Australia, I worked at a gelato shop. So like I have a pretty strong opinion on ice cream and gelato and Amy's was top notch. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Now, if you want some cheap, delicious, filling, amazing tacos, Rosita's Al Pastor. It was right by my sister's apartment. They're literally like $1.50 to maybe $3 a taco. And they load it up. I'm not talking those skimpy little shrimpy tacos that is like they're just missing so many ingredients. No, this place is like it's almost like there's too many ingredients to even fold the taco. They don't do it like that, but it feels like that. And I was blown away by the quality, the ingredients, how quick they were, how cheap it was. I actually think we run two Rosita's two or three times as well. This is actually the now I'm like talking about it. This is actually one of the first trips where I've eaten at multiple places multiple times. I've never done that. Like I, when I travel, I will not eat at the same spot. So I'm 
actually surprised that I think almost every place on here I either ate at more than once or I was thinking about eating there more than once. Next taco place, which this was actually a recommendation the first time I came to Austin, is Torchy's Tacos. Everyone was raving about them. And I'm like, guys, they're tacos. Like, who cares? Like, how can they be that good? Went to Torchy's Tacos, got a few tacos, took a few bites, and I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand when people are truly raving about something, it's not just hype. There's actual truth to it. I don't know, again, what ingredients are going in these tacos, but it's like from the tortilla to the way the meat is cooked to how fresh the toppings are to the way they wrap them. Like, I don't know. It just really hit the spot. I will say a lot of times that we were eating tacos, I was a little bit hungover, maybe after a night of drinking or just like exhausted and tired. So they just really hit that spot when you're like, oh, I just want an amazing filling taco. And Oh, they were so good. Highly, highly, highly recommend Torchy's Tacos. The next place is Swedish Hill Bakery. I will say this was on the more expensive side. I got a bagel and a matcha drink with honey. I'm pretty sure that's it. And it was like 30 something dollars. So I don't know if it was like the quality of ingredients. I don't know if they're importing them from somewhere. I don't know if the, the company is actually Swedish because it's called Swedish Hill Bakery. And I think Sweden is a little more expensive. I have no idea. I will say the bagel was incredible and the matcha was amazing, but I I will just tell you I found it to be quite expensive for what it was. However, that being said, the vibes, immaculate. There's a patio outside. It was like popping. I was actually shocked. I'm like, it's, it's just a bakery, isn't it? But they have all this fresh food. It's very European. The vibe is very chill. Everyone was just going there for Sunday brunch. It's an amazing place. And I went there with my friend Haley. She took me and she said it's actually one of her favorite places so much so that she's going to eat there the day after her wedding. So just to give you some insight into how popular it is and how much people love it. And then lastly, a cafe I would recommend is Manana Cafe. It's smaller for how much it was reviewed. I was thinking it was like a much larger cafe. It's smaller, but the coffee was amazing. I had an I had a croissant that was absolutely amazing. Just a quick backstory with croissants. I had like a love affair with croissants in Australia. I don't know what on earth they were like injecting into the dough in Australia, but Every single day I got incredible ham and cheese croissants from all these different cafes. That was like my go-to in Australia. I stopped eating them after I left because I just never found them that great again. And Manana's, I was looking at them and I'm like, they're giving me some Australian croissant vibes. And I got it and I was like, yep, it's like crispy, flaky, just hot enough, not too hot, just the right amount of cheese, the right amount of ham. It was amazing. So the croissant itself is worth going back for. And then the vibe was really cool because it was just a bunch of people working, which is why I wanted to go there in the first place, because I needed to get out of my bedroom of working and my house and just be around other people. And it was just a really cool spot to go to. There were definitely a million cafes to work at, by the way. There's no shortages of cafes in Austin. And there's one that I wish I remembered, but I forgot the name and I've been Googling it. And I like cannot find it. It started with a C and it, oh, this is the weirdest example I can think of, but I was just watching Love is Blind. And when Shake and Deep D are in Mexico and they go in this, it's not a cave, it's called something else. Someone DM me with the name. 
something with a C. That was the name of this cafe. And it was really cool. It had an outdoor patio where you could work. Uh, it was really large with picnic tables. Then the inside was really like quaint and like a nice, cozy, homey cafe. Oh, I wish I remembered the name. But if you watch Love is Blind and you watch Deep Tea and Shake go to Mexico and like hang out and do something in the in the word with a C. Word started with a C. That's what those word is. God, I cannot believe I don't remember this. Anyways, moving right along. The last thing is some entertainment. So I kind of already alluded to Airbnb experiences. I would, again, check that out. I wish I would have done more experiences. There's biking tours that I wanted to do. There were also food tours that I would have loved to do. But honestly, I felt like I did my own food tour. So probably for the best. But I went to this place called Bar Peached with my friends Victoria and Jasmine. And it was so cool. They had this whole kind of it's two stories. So the whole top floor is like a restaurant. And then the bottom floor, I'm pretty sure you can still eat at, but it goes outside and there's a garden. So we went to we went there for happy hour. And we had um, they had drinks on tap like cocktails. And it's so weird. I feel like I manifested this but I was like, I'm over drinking hard cocktails that are like vodka sprites. But I'm also over seltzers. Like I drink seltzers all the fucking time. I don't want beer. I don't want wine. Like I just want something light and refreshing, like something with a cucumber and vodka and like light and spritzy almost. And what do you know, this bar had that cocktail on deck. It was called like something yoga. And I think it was because of that exact reason. It had cucumber. It was light. It was refreshing. And it was delicious. It tasted like light juice or something. So I had several of those. And then the environment was just really cute with twinkle lights outside and picnic tables. And it was just a really cool happy hour. Another really good happy hour was June's. I can't remember if it's called June's Cafe or just June's. But we went there for like a sunset happy hour. And you get a bottle of champagne for half off. Okay, sign me up. And then they had really cool appetizers. It actually was pretty like European to me, the food. Um, They had like croquette balls, but they were filled with cod and some type of sauce. Then my friend got these amazing French fries. I actually like ate half of them. Um, There was just really, really good food. And the vibe was like older, not older. I'm 31, by the way. But I mean, it wasn't like a like blackout new to the city, fresh out of college vibe type of bar. You know what I mean? It was more of people going on dates and dinner and drinks vibes, which was definitely my speed one of the weekends. And so I really enjoyed June's. Now, if you're trying to turn up, 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 all the way up, you got to go to Rainy. <laughs> Rainy's crazy, Rainy Street. If you've heard of Austin, you've probably heard of Rainy Street. If you've heard of Austin. I mean, if you've heard of Rainy Street, you probably know how crazy it is. It's kind of just like a whole street full of bars that are packed. And then South Congress, which I've been talking about, is like the other street. That street to me is more like older millennials. So again, dinner and drinks, going out for a few cocktails. Maybe you want to see some live music. Go down the bars on South Congress and maybe even 6th Street. Um, But if you're trying to like turn up, then Rainy and 6th Street is where you want to be. I went to Rainy with my sister and I have a confession. I'm not really like proud of this. I don't even know if the word is proud, but... You know, we keep it real around here and transparent. I feel like ever since I dated my ex who was so much younger than me, the filter of age has like disappeared for me where I used to be like, oh my gosh, I'm just only like talking to people my age or older, maybe a few years younger. My ex was eight years younger than me. So I, 
again, have like lost the filter of age. So when I went out with my sister, I ended up being at a bar with pretty much everyone her age, which she's 22. And I will say, had a bit of fun, had a lot to drink, may or may not have made out with a few 22 plus year olds. Okay. Not proud, not bragging, just letting you know what happened in Austin, that things happen sometimes when you date someone younger than you and you've kind of broken that seal and you don't really give a fuck anymore about age. You're like, oh, everyone's an adult. But it was just so funny because my sister's like, should I be like introducing you to my guy friends as potential options or suitors? I'm like, I cannot believe my life sometimes. Like, I honestly have some crazy travel stories. Don't worry. They are coming soon. I'm trying to figure out exactly how to like organize them because there's just so many. But I thought that was really funny that, like I said, I feel like I broke the seal with these younger guys. And at another bar we went to, there were all these really tall guys that just like didn't have the look of being American. There's just something different about them. It was actually a haircut that threw me off. I'm like, that is not a haircut I have seen in America. I've seen it in Australia. I've sometimes seen it in Europe. And I'm like, these guys are not from here. Funny enough, they were actually from the Netherlands training for the army in Austin. I don't know if this is the Netherlands army or the US army or what, but every single one of them was from the Netherlands. They were all tall. I would say 99% of them were hot. And again, may or may not have made out with one of them. So just telling you guys what went down at these bars. They were fun. They're a good time. I went to a bar called Bungalow and it was definitely like my sister's age and up. Honestly, it was a mix. It was like a bunch of 20 something year olds, a few 30 something sprinkled in, but it's not a place. If you're just trying to like have dinner and drinks, you probably don't want to go to Bungalow or Rainy Street. But if you're like, you know what? I'm ready to hit it after happy hour. I'm ready to go out, out. You know what I'm talking about? Like out, out, then probably hit bungalow on these bars on rainy street. So that's it. I feel like those are the highlights of my trip. I had so much fun there. I also went to this rooftop bar. It just hit me called Zanzibar. I would have put it on this list, but it was so freaking cold. I don't know what happened to the weather. I will say Austin's weird with weather right now at least when I went, it would go from being so hot wearing a sundress, like sweating to ice cold and needing to wear like boots and a sweater. It was actually really annoying to pack for. I packed a full, like large suitcase. I never do that. I am a very minimalistic traveler. I travel with like a carry on and maybe a backpack. So the fact that I brought that many clothes was remarkable. It was honestly because I was staying so long and then my sister told me how much the weather was changing. But the fact that I actually had to use all those clothes, that was wild to me. So the Zanzibar thing, it was freezing and they weren't really turning on the heat lamps. So it was like we were shivering up there trying to enjoy cocktails. And let me remind you, it was a rooftop bar. So the wind is like literally ripping through. We're freezing. We didn't plan for that. And then the heat lamps are barely on. So it wasn't an enjoyable experience, but I could see myself going back there in the summer when it's warmer, when it's daytime, enjoying a cocktail or two, because the actual vibe was really cool. It was just absolutely nuts, freezing. That's it for Austin. I hope if you're at South by Southwest or going, you do one of these things. Let me know what you end up doing because I'm definitely going back. I'm already trying to plan another trip. And yeah, tell me some of your favorite Austin places. I love learning about recommendations. Okay. 
So I said I was going to leave you some international travel tips as well as an announcement. It's so weird because sometimes I do announcements and I'm like, does anyone really care? But I'm going to tell you this because I think one of you might actually want to do this trip one day. So I'll give you three international travel tips. The first one is instead of only checking out Google Flights, check out Skyscanner and Scott's Cheap Flights. Okay, Scott's Cheap Flights is basically the service of people that look at flights all day long and then they email you when there's a really good deal or a mistake fare or like a fare they've just never seen before and they know that it's probably going to raise in prices. And basically what you do is you plug in the main airports that are around you or that you want to travel from and then you plug in destinations that you're just interested in or you can keep it open. You could be like, I'm just looking at international travel anywhere and they'll send you these flight alerts to your email. Now, the free service, I'm pretty sure you can pick like one or two departing airports. And then when you pay for premium, you get more airports, more destinations, obviously just more access. So Scott's Cheap Flights has been incredible for international travel. I remember I booked my flight from LAX to Australia in Sydney for about $600. By the way, they're usually $1,200 unless you book way in advance. And I think I booked maybe five months in advance and it was $600, which is really, really good deal. This is pre-pandemic, by the way. So like everyone was traveling to Australia. Australia was a hotspot, especially for international travelers. So the fact that I was able to book a flight for less than $1,000, and again, Australia is like the other side of the world, is nuts. So Scott Sheep Flights, highly recommend. Um, again, try the free service, see if you like it, and then you can upgrade to premium. I'm pretty sure you also get a trial for premium. So it's definitely worth checking out. And Skyscanner, what it does is it basically looks at all these different airlines and combines them to get you either the best route, the cheapest route, or the fastest route. So you can filter by which one you want. And I found that to be really helpful, especially if I'm in Europe and I'm like, okay, yes, there's a straight shot from, I don't know, I'm making it up. Like, uh, I don't even know, Barcelona to London. That's actually a pretty easy flight. But imagine there's a more complex route. Skyscanner will be like, it's actually cheaper for you to go to this other city and then fly to London. Like, yes, you'll have to take two airlines, but it's going to cut the cost by, I don't know, $100 or $200. So if you're on a budget and you don't mind just getting off the airplane and then checking into another one or doing a, a bit of like a, a roundabout trip, for cheaper, then Skyscanner is really good at scanning literally every flight to see your best possible route. So again, the best route, which is usually just like the best um, time for the lowest price, the cheapest route or the fastest route. The second international travel tip that I have is get global entry. It's basically TSA pre-check, but for going international. So when you come back from an international trip into the US, you don't have to wait in that long ass customs line. How many of you have ever come back from a travel trip or traveling? That would be the term. And you're like so exhausted, been on this long ass flight, tired, like eyes totally rolling in the back of your head, red, ready to just get home and shower and get in your cozy bed. And then you hit a customs line and you're like, are you kidding? This is going to take an hour. Nope. Skip that. Get global entry. Global entry is a game changer. I remember getting it thinking like, okay, is is this really going to matter? I'm probably going to go on one or two international trips. It is so worth it if you're going to travel internationally. I'm pretty sure it's valid for, I want to say five years. Five years is a long time, especially now. I know everyone's itching to global travel. So get yourself global entry and it will save you so much time. 
basically you just get this card. It's like an ID card. And when you get back to the US, you scan this card and then it prints out a little like receipt almost. And then you just go through customs and give it to the guard and you pass right through. It has saved my sanity, saved me so much time, so many headaches. Cannot recommend this enough. And then the third international travel tip I have, which has to do with flights, is make sure you're fucking cozy. Get yourself eye masks, get a nice ass travel pillow, bring your own little blanket if you want to, put it in your backpack, like get cozy because these flights can get long and you can just get irritable sometimes. So if you're like, oh my God, it's just not a big deal, whatever, it's like six to eight hours, it's not too much time. I'm telling you for some reason, these six to eight hour flights to me are worse than like the 20 hour ones because it's like not enough time to take a full night long of sleep because then you're, it's like you're up in the air and then you're landing. It's just so, I don't know why the six to eight hour ones are weird to me. I, if I'm not comfortable, I will be miserable. So I would like invest a little money in getting yourself a nice eye mask, a nicer travel pillow. Again, like anything you think of compression socks, that's really popular. Maybe you want to bring a face mask so your face doesn't dry out. Like I go all out when I'm on these international flights. So just like pretend that you're going to be at your home on your bed on like self-care Sunday and actually make it that way because you're going to be really annoyed if you're trying to like, oh my God, it's going to look crazy if I bring a pillow. It's going to look so crazy if I bring, you know, spritz for my face or something. No, you're going to feel crazy when you're on the flight and you're like itching to just stretch and get up and do something for yourself and you want to shower and it's been seven hours and you have like one and a half hours to go. No, make yourself comfy. Okay. Invest in getting the gear. It is so helpful because you can bring all that stuff on trains. You can bring it on shuttles. Like I use my travel pillow on every possible transportation device ever. I'll try to find the one I use. I honestly don't even know the brand. I think I got it at a random shop somewhere. I I think I lost mine and I got this one and it's more elevated. It's not like the typical travel pillow you see in airports. That's, I don't even know how to describe it. This one's just like elevated. Like, I mean, truly it's higher. Like the height is actually higher. So I'll try to find the travel pillow and and link it to you guys. But yeah, those are my international travel tips. And my announcement is that I booked a four-month trip called Remote Year. So I can't even believe I booked this, but I've been eyeing it for a long time. And I never was able to do it because I never worked remote. And now that I've been working remote for two years, I kind of started looking into it again. And basically what it is, is imagine studying abroad as an adult, but instead of studying, you're working on your remote business. That's what it is. So you're traveling as a group, but working. Now, I know some of you are thinking, couldn't you just do that on your own? Yes, I have done that on my own. And it's exhausting to try and find hostels to stay at, make new friends every night, ask everybody about the local recommendations and where to go and what to eat and what to do figuring out flights, figuring out what the hotspots are, figuring out the local hotspots. It's exhausting. I went on a whole solo Euro trip for five weeks in August. And I remember at the end of it, that's a big reason I came home. I was like, I just need to reset and chill out. That was like mentally and physically exhausting. Granted, it was also after a breakup. So I was emotionally exhausted as well. But I just remember thinking, I will never do that again. Like that many bop that much bopping around by myself I want to go in a group or have like a guide because the planning that it constantly took was like it was just mentally draining 
now you're also probably thinking, I don't get it. You're just going to work abroad. Yes, I am so overworking at my house. I need to work in a new environment. And it is my dream. Like truly one of the reasons I ever quit my job in the first place was to travel and work. It's why I have a airplane tattoo on me. It's to like always remind me to get up and go and travel. So the fact that this company exists, it was like a dream come true. Basically what you do, you travel as a group and you stay in one country every month for four months. So we're starting in South Africa and I'm going to Cape Town. And then we go to Valencia, Spain, which I've studied abroad at, which is going to be really weird. And then we go to Portugal. We go to Lisbon and then we end in split Croatia. Now, I've only been in Croatia for Yacht Week, and it was nuts and beautiful. So all these places, I can't wait. It's from July to October, and it's going to be – I don't even know what the word is. I'm, I'm saying wild, but I'm like – I also just think it's going to be incredibly growth-focused. Like I feel like I'm going to grow a lot as a human being. I'm going to learn about a lot of cultures, a lot of people. Living with a group of people for four months is like kind of crazy, right? And I'm 31. I'm not like 21 years old anymore. This is not like backpack party lifestyle type of trip. It's literally we're working abroad and we're traveling. So literally it's like studying abroad, but for adults, which is something that I've always wanted to do. And now it exists. Now there's other companies like it, like Hackers Paradise. Um, What's the other one? There's like Wi-Fi Warriors. There's all these different companies. The reason I went with Remote Year is I think I knew about them first and I've evaluated them longer. I also did a sales call with them and a few others, and I really liked their vibe. They're really flexible with rebooking and rescheduling. Like if you wanted to pick a different route, you could. You get future discounts on future trips. And what was the other reason? Oh, I think their tracks just really appealed to me. So the places that they went, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying to go to Portugal and Croatia and Spain. And I never even thought of South Africa until this trip. And now I'm like, that was like the perfect track for me. Yeah, it's definitely something you could do all those things by yourself, right? I could book a trip to South Africa by myself and Portugal and Spain, etc. But I wanted a company with like-minded people, you know, freelancers and entrepreneurs doing the same thing with me as we're traveling. And then someone else handles the accommodation, the recommendations, the Wi-Fi, the bed, everything. So that's what's included is accommodation we get access to co-working spaces in all the different cities. We get flights covered in between the cities. So I do have to pay for my flight there and out of there. And then we get two excursions a month. So that's like a cooking class or a kayak trip or something like that. So yeah, it honestly is like I can only explain it as studying abroad for adults. I'm so fucking excited about it. And I wanted to share because A, I think a lot of you listening might find it really interesting and want to look into it. And B, there's going to be a lot of travel content coming up in summer. So I wanted to start out with this travel podcast for 2022 and just get your feedback on what you like to hear. What do you think would be helpful in travel podcasts? What would you like to learn about travel, especially international, especially working abroad? That's stuff that I want to bring to the podcast. And I know on this trip, I'm going to meet probably the most incredible people on earth. And I know I want to have them on the podcast. So I think it's going to be helpful to hear your feedback of what you're looking for out of a travel focused content, or excuse me, out of an episode like that, or a podcast, because I really am going to be podcasting a lot when I get over there. So let me know what you think. DM me at Chelsea Rife. You can always email me info at Chelsea Rife. And if you like this episode and found it really valuable, 
please consider leaving a rating and review. It is so incredibly helpful and it helps me reach more people like you. And if you write one and send me a screenshot, I will enter you into a giveaway to win a variety pack of curious elixirs. They are delicious booze-free cocktails. I've been obsessed with the number one and the number three. So if you've been cutting back on drinking, maybe you're exploring the sober, curious lifestyle, you're just curious what a booze-free mocktail tastes like, you have the opportunity to win a whole variety 12-pack and try all their different flavors. All you have to do is write a review, take a screenshot, send it to me on Instagram at Chelsea Rife, or email it to me info at ChelseaRife.com and you'll be entered into the giveaway. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this helpful. I'll see you next week.